And hello, welcome everybody to what is now episode 7. That is a lot more episodes than when we started. I guess that's the way a podcast works though, right? <laughs> so, uh, today's, of course, lovely podcast sponsored and presented by Zen Sports as always. Check out their tournaments coming up for Splinterlands. Lots of good things going on. And today we also have three amazing returning guests all duking it out for the leaderboard, but I think uh, Jim and Steve are still tied for first with Rogue following up. So thank you guys for being back here once again. Since since you've already been on, we'll skip all the introductions. I'll, I'll give you guys some time to shout out some stuff at the end. But how would we just go around? Everyone should already know you. If they don't, I don't know what they're doing with their life. <laughs> so I just want to hear real quick. Give us a highlight of your week. Something, something fun. Splinterlands are just... Not related to Splinterlands at all. It could be anything, really. You want me to go first? Anyone can go first. Oh, yeah, I'm going to go first. All right, uh, guys, I'm Jim Morgan. And uh, today, me and Steve are battle it out, okay? I didn't forget about last week, Steve. All right? And the people in this chat, the people in Dwayne's chat, everywhere. Splinterlands TV, they're ready for a fight. And I'll see you. I'll see you at Splinterfest. <laughs> oh, if that was an exciting thing going. to look forward to. I hope I can go. Dude, yeah. That would be the highlight for sure. Like I, I think uh, you fight. Yeah, I, I think in it. our chat, there is like a suggestion of a wrestle match, uh, arm wrestling. Yeah, like cage match or something. Or, yeah, it was like hell in a cell. Like, I don't even know. There's a lot of suggestions here. Oh, Steve's got the steel chair. Oh. <laughs> He's climbing the ladder. I don't know. Oh uh, it has gosh. to be at least a little bit of highlight that we got to see a roadmap, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. that that was we'll pretty cool to, to see. Um, I don't know. Other than that, I, I feel like I said, I've won a top 30 in a couple tournaments, and that's all I'm aiming for because I don't want the fame. I just want the payout. <laughs> <laughs> you get fame for being at the top of those champion tournaments? Yeah. Uh, I, 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 in general, I imagine if you check those leaderboards, you'd know most of those players. So maybe. Mm-hmm. Right. I would say my highlight is I have finally gotten into a, uh, I finally got into a DEC SPS liquidity pool and I was able to move all my funds from like the Coinbase and from Binance, like all the stuff that were just kind of sitting there doing nothing. And I was like, we're, we're just going to, we're going to go for this. And I watched my airdrop like 10 X and I was like, ah, oh yes. my gosh. like oh. seriously, as soon as DEC got to that two cent, I did the math and I'm like, da, 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 goes back to peg. I don't care. Let's go. <laughs> so yeah, I'm super happy now. I'm getting like 13 SPS a day from the 1.3 that I was. And I'm like, wow, yes. There you go, Rogue. Now a whale. That's the highlight. Getting there. Of the week. <laughs> Getting there. What's what's the step up from Krill? Uh, it's you know maybe anchovy. It's, I think minnow is kind of like the middle, but like yeah. I feel like there needs to be a step anchovy. in between. Anchovy. Well. <laughs> I do have one other piece of good news. My my taxes were accepted, so it looks Ooh. like I won't be audited. Hopefully, because that was a mess and a half. And if anyone else is dealing with that, I feel sorry for you. My goodness, I, know. I think we're all moving out of the u.s is that the confirmation yeah by we're the time i have to by the time i have to withdraw any funds we'll be well well out of here by then 
was that realized gains yeah i'll realize my gains in another country <laughs> especially you jim because you you were saying before the podcast you're on your way to being a splintillionaire right in like two we're, days from now right? we're getting there we're getting there <laughs> especially I'm when sps to- hits fifty thousand dollars for tokens <laughs> i'm close to hitting that 100k sps mark all right i can I'm just close. so Dude. somebody somebody should somebody in the chat should make a meme of like uh that iCarly thing where it's like she's staring at the computer screen or whatever and when luke says hey uh you should uh jim should worry about those taxes and he goes the the irs is just like interesting (laughs) you know jim has absolutely cornered the market in renting to the bots right because that's his strategy is to buy tons of single cards and now those single cards are actually going to be rented out by people which is going to be pretty wild (laughs) <laughs> yeah i'm not gonna lie i didn't i i bought i think about 20 dollars worth of uh reward legendaries strictly just i i had the extra oh, credits yeah. and i was like boop 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 got i like, had i had bids on oshaunas and all of those things buying them for the last few weeks because i'm like man if silly. people are gonna let go of those cards for like three dollars sometimes it's just wild yeah i mean it, it, it ain't gonna stay there forever there's no way i mean it could go all the way down to where my my prediction on reward cards is we are absolutely gonna hit the point where the floor is gonna be burning the card versus the dec price i believe we are absolutely gonna hit that with reward cards but then like hmm. from there like it's just it'll be very steady steady eddy everyone will get their gains and then once we're out of print then i or even when the second when the second rewards come out and maybe the distribution cuts out a little bit. You're starting maybe. off with a hot take, bro. Yeah, I disagree a little. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> like, wow. But I think the only reason that's not going to happen is because they're redoing the reward structure. And yeah. when you're getting to be getting whatever number of chests they choose, I don't know if it's going to go up or down in the leagues, but when you see those percentage chances to get much better items when you get to silver and much better chances when you get to gold and even better when you get to diamond and then even better if you're doing champion quests and you're going to be like, wow, I have like a point oh something percent chance of getting a legendary. And if you're playing up at the top, you're going to have like a 5% chance of getting a legendary card. Mm -hmm. It's finally going to be really incentivizing people to move up. And one of the cheapest ways to make your deck stronger is buying the rewards cards because they tend to be cheaper than the regular cards. And they're powerful too, Uh, especially a few of them are that are available now. And with 10 additional ones coming, Mm -hmm. I I have a feeling that once that kicks in, that we're not going to see them dip all the way down there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. See, my my concern is literally the same logic. It's just different conclusion. Like now that they're going to give out more cards, these accounts are going to sell more cards. You know what I mean? That's 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 where my logic is. Like, yeah, well, people, uh, us, kind of gonna the people will go up for sure. But well, you also got DEC going down, right? So really. If you're going to burn it for the DC and the DC falls back to peg, you're talking about a legendary that's now worth five cents, right? No, 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 no. I'm saying we are going to get to the point where the DEC price and the card, like it will be like you will either buy the card for five DEC or burn it for five DEC. You know, that's the floor we're going to be at. I got a feeling reward comments are going to be half a penny, 100%. I I, I think we are going to see that before... Yeah, I can only see that if we were under peg on D on DEC. Oh, and I think that's where we're going. DEC, yeah, yeah. Uh, If 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 that's under peg, then then I could agree with you a little bit. (laughs) 
I, I the fact that we've gotten this low like what are we at one and a half pennies and we've still got like a hundred and some days left in this airdrop you know i think people have already bailed on the position like i like i i had your same thought when we were at two cents and to see it fall another like 25 percent, 25 percent from peg i'm like okay i'm i'm a hundred percent convinced now it's going to peg 100 percent. and if, mathematically speaking like the way this kind of stuff goes like it'll be a little bit of a sine curve or like a co cosine tangent whatever you want to say like that's going to go below peg just to balance itself out i think there's going to well, be some big players like me who I put so I started with two million DEC in a liquidity pool like when this first started and it ran all the way up to you know 10x its normal value, and then th some of those people held it all the way back down mm -hmm. because they don't necessarily care about the value of the DEC and they're not going to be that mad to just pull out two million uh, when mm -hmm. it becomes time because and this is something I brought up with Luke uh, kind of before not never on stream. I, we have a little bit of speculation that there, one way they could give some utility to DEC to help it out a little bit in the future is we're going to need some kind of liquidity pairs made for the materials that are going to be on lands. And so let's mm. assume there's eight, nine different materials and they're going to create, they've already said that it's basically going to be a DeFi world. That's what Matt hidden to us in the in the you know his grand appearance and he disappears you're like come back matt <laughs> but he said that land isn't just going to be a game it's going to be like a DeFi type world and so each one of those materials is going to have liquidity pools and active trading markets and you're going to be able to go there and it makes sense more sense to me that it would be that there'd be a dec pair than an sbs pair because i don't no, know I totally that agree. you want your governance token tied up inside those kind of things no, I totally agree. For me, like, and I'm, I'm not even worried about it. You know what I mean? Because like, what lands like end of year, if like beginning of next year, based on the roadmap, or like uh, end of Q three. One is going to be Q two, I believe they said. Which is just Q3? really just kind of like Q3. seeing it on a map, but no, like you can't use it, right? It, yeah. it would be when we finally get to claim deeds and I think redeem them to find out if you're going to get good lands. Mm -hmm. um, and then they'll, and then in theory, the marketplace will be here for people to start trading those lands. And yeah. so we'll start to see like what people actually value a land at, which it, I, until you can actually use them, I don't think anybody's going to know their true value. And that's mm -hmm. why I'm not selling land anymore because I, I don't know what it should be worth. But I know that our land compared to like a lot of other land is very cheap. And I feel like our land is more unique than other land. Like sandbox land doesn't innately pay you because you have it. Mm -hmm. um, all of these lands are going to be producing a resource that basically is going to be pretty, pretty wildly valuable when it first comes out, right? Because those the, the best players, the top end players, the ones with the straight gold decks, the giant whales, they're going to want maxed out spell cards as quick as possible, and maxed out equipment cards as quick as possible. And so you're going to see a very violent, you know, like material curve where it's going to go up really high until those people have all their cards. And then it's going to come back down to something, you know, more normal. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that 100 percent. But like the timeline on that is well, well, yeah, after the end, yeah, yeah, right. End we definitely year, have some yeah. time. So I, I want to get your thoughts, Jim, because I saw you talking on stream and I had a similar video and you're talking about SPS, DC and how they're going to 
follow the same pattern as we go closer and closer to airdrop. So maybe for those that weren't there for your Splinterlands TV stream, although I'm sure everyone was there, right? Oh, 100% yeah, sure. of Splinterlands players were probably there watching. So what were your <laughs> thoughts on that, you know, and the price of, uh, of DEC falling back to peg? Do you see it going back up? If SPS goes back up, how do you so, compare those two? Uh, the big reason as to why like DEC is also dropping, right? Um, when we look at SPS comparison to DEC, right? If we look at the next 110 days of you holding DEC, you actually get about half the value of SPS than you would just buying SPS straight out right now. So if SPS was to go to like 25 cents roughly, right? Uh, DEC would actually climb a little bit more because now it's actually better to now be having that DEC than it is to just straight out be buying SPS over the course of the next 110 days. So once, even then, even if like DEC goes to 30, 40, 50 cents, right? SP, uh, my bad. SPS goes to that price. DEC would then be going to, uh, to that going up as well just to keep uh on par with it and and then obviously over time like a month it'll drop like 25 percent because i think we're at what, like 110 days left so 30 days subtracted from that and then obviously it's just going to go down and down and down as we continue but it really depends on what sps price is yeah do you think <laughs> sps can run with the uh with the last distribution coming to to the you know the VC people, I don't know. Nothing on the roadmap makes me think it's going to run soon. Yeah, me neither. Well, um, they were talking about pre-sale of validator nodes is going to be next month, early next month. Um, Matt is extremely excited about the stuff that's going on with validator nodes. Uh, when he comes on the town hall next week or the following week, I'm not sure, uh, that's going to cause also a lot more hype to it. Um, and then that's probably going to be the next thing that does it. But after that, it'll be what rift watchers, but that's going to be towards the end of the airdrop as well. Do you think validators will bring, um, outside interest from like non players who just want to own notes uh i think so i mean i'm i couldn't tell you exactly how many right because we also don't even know how many nodes that they're going to be making oh yeah. it's, um, it's not going to be limited they're oh, going the gala games model and oh okay so, so it'll, just, it'll just scale over time then it, it, yeah anybody can buy one at any time it's just you know the coins would have to be valuable enough for it to make sense because each one you add gotcha. takes more away from the rewards pool gotcha. and uh theoretically sliding pricing too the yeah. galas get more expensive so you could expect these to get more expensive yeah okay yeah. Uh, i mean i think also with okay. that the the sps that's going in for these validator nodes i believe most of it is getting burned some of it's going into the uh uh, what's that pool that they the call the treasure or the SPS foundation? Yeah, the foundation. So foundation. some of it's going to go in there. Most of it's going to be getting burned. So now all of that stuff is then being taken out of circulation as well. Yeah. I mean, I think either way, it's pretty hard for DEC to 
really make a big push as you guys are saying it's like maybe if sps somehow hits 20 cents soon then it's worth it you know buy the math the numbers to go get dec because you're still going to get more than just buying straight up sps but that's that's talking about hitting sps 20 cents soon because if it gets you know another two months and then it hits 20 cents it's probably still not even worth it at that point to go out and buy dec so mm-hmm. i don't know I, that's where i kind of want to peel the con- conversation backwards a little bit and just get your guys' thoughts overall in general what are your guys' strategies now to earn in this game because we see dec inevitably at some point heading back to pig maybe as rogue said even under that and you know it, it's one thing to be like oh i can earn in this game when you know dec's over one cent and you're like oh i'm earning 20 dec a game and it's worth you know 25 cents versus now i play i'm getting three dec in silver and it's worth you know half a cent or what i don't even know the math at the top of my head but what are you guys thinking what is your strategies to earn in this game because i don't think just saying oh, i'm gonna take my dec earnings and that's it is gonna be worth it anymore right so what's your guys game plans I can go first. Um, I my my strategy has always been SPS. One one hundred percent. Turn it into SPS. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can literally go to tribal decks and just swap it over if you want to go that route. What is it like? Ten? It's ten DC per SPS. If a little bit less, right? No, it's more than uh, that, isn't it? You get it's it, ten so, cents. So for sixty-seven DEC, you get one yeah. SPS. Okay. Yeah. So like you can get a couple of SPS a day if you do a straight, but like honestly, I would I would go for the tournaments. Just like keep keep grinding out tournaments. Oh. That's uh, that's my strategy right now. And then, um, but then I would say, I would say you might even you might even really just look at the cards. Like if you don't want to go, if you don't want to go DEC to SPS directly, because then it's sixty seven. It'll take quite a few wins, maybe one or two a day. You could instead go into cards right and you can get four times more cards than you could like uh, reward commons than you could um you know that route and just just know that you're i personally i wouldn't play the game right now to try to cash out daily at all you're 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 playing for compounded gains in the future right now that's that would be the mindset that i would take right now don't be mad that you brought in a couple cents just know that that couple cents will be a little bit more than a couple cents in a couple years or in a couple months you know whenever just keep stacking at around december (laughs) and i can tell you my strategy right now is to use tournaments to get some extra sps uh continue staking the sps that i have but i do have a bigger bag than most people so i get a lot more i have a bigger collection so i'm still getting you know a lot more for free um but it's my overall strategy is just to accumulate cards while cards are cheap right now. Okay. Um, I still stand by that eventually land will come out, and eventually this set will be the set that should be in play when that land hits. Um, I was going to start mass buying summoner cards, but I've been distracted by the extremely cheap legendaries, so I've been buying those. <laughs> so I'm up to like fifty Oshanises, and uh, you know and I'm so just going to keep because being like two fifty, man. <laughs> yeah, it is. yeah. I, bought, nice. I literally put some bids in for builds at two bucks, and people gave them to me. Wow. So I was like, yeah. fine. If you're going to give me two dollar legendaries, I'll take those before Dude, the summoners. Literally, the golds, the golds were like fifty bucks. I, I 50, would love 60. to put a level four legendary summoner on all of my lands to make them produce more so right um mm-hmm. but yeah it's and, and that's the mindset i've had with this game and it's worked well for me since the beginning i always have been putting money back into cards back into cards uh, back into cards or um 
And, and this is if uh, maybe more speculative play. If you're absolutely positive that DEC is going to go uh, down to peg, then you'd want to be moving your your money into like HBDs and just letting them sit in your wallet because they pay you interest now, or you could even stake them. And then if we get down to peg, it, look for those dips under, and and you can buy packs for cheaper than face value and then packs become it becomes a little game and that's what i did back in the day to build up a lot of pack buys um and that's another way to grow your account but in general i'd say now is the time to be accumulating cards you can get like the most amount of cards for new dollars brought in it's also if you're a smaller player the best time to be doing share your battle posts and uh um the other one, the, uh, the social media, the one? social media one, because even if you get a smaller vote, you know, that's 10 to $15 into today's prices, you know, that's not bad. My little gold uh, Steve account is about to get his first level three summoner. So, um, that nice. account is, you know, working its way up. And in a few months, it'll have all level three summoners, all level four summoners. If these prices stay the same and it looks like they're going to stay, uh, relatively cheap for a while just because the roadmap is not very aggressive. I think that like, it's cool to see it all laid out, but I think all of us were like a little bit like ah, land is like <laughs> way at the end and 10% done. And I understand yeah, why. But, <laughs> yeah. It was like, I understand why, because the, you know, they, they, it, when you describe what Matt said, he wants to do to it. It's not, you know, it's not simple. Um, mm -hmm. And it's going to be a lot of coding. That's a lot of smart contracts and it all has to be secured and audited and, and working because the last thing you want to do is stake your what, whatever resource into a pool and have it just disappear on you because it gets exploited. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree. I think when I, I mean, we'll talk about the roadmap more in depth, but when I saw it, I was like, okay, I feel like at least six more months minimum where I'm like, I'm going to have... Like, it sucks because I'm like, I want these things to come. But also, I'm like, well, six more months of really cheap prices for me to actually build up. Like, yeah. heck, maybe by the end of this year, I could legit at least have a Chaos Legion gold deck close to maxed out. Yeah. I don't know. It might be too much for me. We'll see. But in, in some ways, I'm like, that was kind of a bummer. But in some ways, I'm like, well, as you're saying, Steve, these cards still fairly cheap, you know, compared to where they were before, obviously. Yeah. I don't know. What about you, Jim? What, how are you thinking about earnings and you know seeing DEC coming back to peg or getting close to it? How I are you mean, feeling about your earnings? What's your everyone strategy? else hit the nail on the head? It's like convert the stuff to SPS. If it goes up ten percent, K, be happy about that. If it, well, if I mean if it drops, obviously it's going to happen, right? Um, and then and then same thing with packs as well, and and going into cards because it's like. All right, well, even if the cards go down 10%, but as of right now, the DEC can potentially be cut in half, you're still better off with holding the card value because it won't, it, it could drop nearly as much, but most of the time it's probably not. Um, and uh, not to mention when we do get to that, that point towards the end of the year, if Chaos Legion sells out, rift watcher sells out there's no more packs that are just that you can straight buy from splinterlands you now have to go to secondary market if you want to be buying those packs which at that point they're going to be more expensive as well uh, so there's going to be a lot fewer cards getting thrown into the circulation which will then cause prices to go up 
we talk about lands as well people are going to be needing maxed out cards or high enough cards so they're now going to be burning like 50 60 up to 100 up to 400 i think it is right 400 commons yeah 400 commons so or 11 legendaries whatever it it is just think it's it's 85 summoners yeah Per land, if you wanted to have a maxed out summoner to put on a land, and yeah, obviously so, that's going to be gonna more... take a lot out of circulation. Yeah, yeah. I, so. I think you know, looking back on Splinterlands and when I've gotten into this game was it kind of like uh, you know Rogue as well. During that bubble of the game, and we saw DEC just insane run, right? And so back then, getting into this game, you know, we we're doing all these videos and content of like, well, how do you squeak out as much DC as you can? What's the rental strategy? Like, wh- what's better? Is it better to have four counts in bronze two, or is it better to have two accounts in silver three? You know, it was like all these DEC comparisons. How much can you farm? And why I think there's maybe this negative view on Splinterlands right now is because of that mistake of giving too much value to DC in the SPS airdrop. And now as I'm hearing you guys speak, as I've discovered tournaments a bit more based on, you know, what Rogue has been saying and finally jumping into them. Now they got the SPS staked for it this last Dude, week. Dude, I'm, I'm okay. seeing you. Uh, yeah. Not just jumping in. <laughs> Day two-ing, topping. Uh, like, bro, I well, see you. I only tweet out the good ones. Hey, <laughs> I see you. There's some tournaments I didn't even make day two, but literally yeah. you and I have a match within 24 hours. Oh, well, that's going to be streamed live tomorrow. I, I already like. submitted. I, gotta... <laughs> I already submitted. So you can well, I'll stream it live ahead, tomorrow. Buddy. If you guys want to uh, see uh, the grudge. Hey, if you watched a quick tournament question, do you submit early or do you submit last hour? Dude, fun fact. I literally just had this epiphany the other day. So pardon me. I'm, I'm going to take two minutes on this one. All mm-hmm. right. So the, I used to always submit late. Because I liked to see the tournament, I like to see the the matches play out. Right, I felt like I was I would feel whether or not I was in a groove. Negatively, though, like if I took a couple bad losses early, my mindset isn't right for the rest of it. Right, I get a little tilted. You know, I'm a little like, and this is one of the things that I've always struggled with online. Online, when I'm not responsible to a person in front of me. I don't keep like my emotions or my face in check. There's you no know what filter. I mean? Like, so like when I'm playing in live tournaments, I actually do a really good job of like maintaining my composure, but like on the computer, no. So like I've actually decided now that I'm, <laughs> <laughs> there was, there is a live recording of me flipping out on one match. It was, I was playful though, because it was my friend, but I missed the, uh, uh, the flying uh, magic thing with five speed. I missed this thing like three or four times for no, like should not have. If I'd have hit it once out of any of those, I would have won (laughs) F bombs and everything. But anyway, tournament wise, what I'm finding out is that I can keep a clearer head. If I submit all my stuff early, I make sure that I, I'm I'm in a right headspace, and then I just start submitting lineups, and the last lineup doesn't affect the next lineup, and I think that's really important for me because it shouldn't. Every time I see a new rule set, and every time I see a new mana cap, it's a new puzzle, it's a new equation, and that's the way I need to look at it. And so I'm now submitting early, and not doing too bad in that case. So, 
Yeah, rogue, rogue. Uh, go, go to rogue dash patent or what is it on peaked? <laughs> rogue patent. Rogue patent. Just rogue, rogue patent. patent. All the tournament tips there. Did you want to get number one? I did. I did. It is on there. It's one of the videos I posted on three. There speed. you go. You just got to go there find you go. it. You got to watch all of them. Okay, <laughs> watch all of them. Upload all of them. <laughs> to find but, the little five minute clip where I freak out on yeah. my friend. <laughs> Uh, I, I do want to get you guys' thoughts, legend. though, going back to the economy side of things, jumping back here. Uh, it sounds like you guys are already agreeing, but I think uh, what people are are saying in the chat and stuff, too, about DEC dumping, uh, back to that storyline of Splinterlands, I think it was mistakenly DEC is pumping like crazy, so that's everyone is focused on how much DEC I can get. Mm-hmm. I feel like if now at this point you haven't switched your mind, as kind of you guys are saying, to... Actually, SPS is the only thing that really matters. I mean, cards as well, but as far as like earning a token, right, is SPS. The two best ways to do that right now, tournaments and then the airdrop. And it feels like you're not earning in the game because the airdrop, right, it's not an active thing. You're just sitting there, you're claiming it every day. So you're like, oh, Splinterlands earnings, because the SPS play to earn isn't going to be out until the airdrop. I feel like actually just playing the ranked mode doesn't feel that rewarding right now. So right now... I barely even play ranked mode. Like I try to get my chest, I play in tournaments, and then I I just don't even touch it anymore. Or I'll, I'll That's go why like we bot now. Yeah, dude. go get the bot to play. It, what did I literally say? I said that on the last stream. I you you, you were like <laughs> I was like, dude, I only do rank for quest. Like it's tournaments all the time. And yeah. to hear you right. say that, I'm like, oh, <laughs> Rogue's converted me though. Welcome. Am I wrong though? Is Rogue <laughs> no. wrong? I guess Rogue had the had the play first, so. I'm no, playing cool. a little bit more, but I'm playing up in, you know, Diamond Champion. So I'm trying mm-hmm. to to feel out the new teams that are coming out there. Because when we switch over, since I have all of the cards at max level, I actually want to compete for the top leaderboard and the new new thing to get those season payouts of DEC, which I was, to this day eluded me. The closest I got was one time I was in them, but I thought I would get kicked out and I played myself out of them. Yeah. <laughs> so. I, I would say there's also a very crucial difference for you is like your ranked play is good practice for your tournaments. Yeah. That's not the case in silver. I would probably argue not even the case in gold because the like the majority of the gold players are doing tournaments in silver. You know what I mean? Like leaderboard gold will compete in tournament gold, right? Leaderboard silver... like but there are people that have enough cp and enough leveled up stuff to play in gold but they're tournament competitive in silver so like for me i have enough stuff to play in silver but i'm tournament competitive in bronze right like that's where i'm at so like for me ranked gives me no practice and no training for tournaments at all it actually probably messes with my brain yeah. a lot well, not, not only that very because they don't have the modern wild format out yet it's like mm-hmm. playing right now and ranked it's like cool well i'm just gonna go use the delwin that steve gave me because magic <laughs> slams like just yeah. put in a full magic team you can't do that in a tournament because no. they don't give you the old cards right so it's not like well there goes my you know ranked play of just like spamming the same strategy over and over and over again and now as you said it almost hurts me in tournaments because i'm like well that's what i used to rely on and now i can't what do i do yeah you build teams with like stuff that you can't play with in tournaments you know you uh like you're playing with all your cards you know you get used to like i there's so many times like if i'm playing a lot of ranked and i go into a tournament i go looking for like a reward card to throw into my lineup and i'm like oh yeah no i gotta rethink this again you know 
Shit's yeah, funny. To... I, I'm a much better diamond and champion player than I am any of the other leagues. <laughs> like it's I constantly different thing. I'll make day two and diamond and champion all the time. Top thirty almost every time, if not just barely out of it. I think I've gotten yeah. like. But in that's the that's because that's where you play ranked, though, right? I go play silver and 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 like in gold, <laughs> I get slaughtered. I'm like, man, I can't play gold anymore. <laughs> I get my butt kicked. No, so yeah, gold it's... where it really changes. Bronze and silver are like roughly the same. Some cards have better abilities once you get to silver. Mm -hmm. um, but then it's like you go to gold and it's a completely different monster. Well, once yeah. you're at like gold one and like f fighting for leaderboards. Well, uh, I want to get you guys as a, a follow up to this storyline that I'm painting here as well. Okay. So part of me thinks that one of the reasons, you know, earning is so well is in tournaments right now that it feels more and more like this game is if you're competitive, you're going to earn. If not, then you can't just do what we did, you know, four months ago and just sloppily play whatever you want in ranked mode, earn 20 DEC that's worth 30 cents, right? So I, I want to get your guys' opinion. Do you see this shifting in that way where it's like you actually have to get good, you actually have to get competitive to start earning in this game Luke. in the future? Or do you think they're going to make things... And add things to combat that a little bit, Rogue. You're, you're chomping are, at the bit. I'll give it to you. Are you, you insisting that Splinterlands <laughs> is going to be a win-to-earn game? Come on. No. Can't just yeah, play. It might you be. gotta win. Yeah, it might be. <laughs> <laughs> it should be. Honestly, like I read, I read a fantastic article that said the play-to-earn model is like silly, and that it should absolutely be like win-to-earn. You know what I mean? Like anything else would just be. Um, Oh, man, what is the words that they used? They 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 put together like a really good article, and they were just like like the they were almost arguing like the play to earn logic is cancerous, in that like it's not good for any ecosystem because it promotes uh, uh, extraction, you know, and not like competition, not games, you know, the way that they're supposed to be. You Can know? we just call it investment games? <laughs> please yeah okay yeah like i understand what you mean there when you when you talk about like play to earn games that the typical mechanic is there's a token in them that are pretty much worthless and one of the problems with splinterlands that tricked a whole lot of people is that they're worthless token that for a long time would be at like you know 40 percent under that peg got you know they said hey that that token's never done anything special so let's make it awesome for our airdrop <laughs> Oops. Oops. <laughs> Boom. And it, it took off. And you know what? It was really rewarding for players who were here early. Um, people who had like just mounds of, uh, of of dark energy crystals. We made out like bandits. Luckily, a lot of us are, are you know, gluttons for the game and just put it all in the packs and stuff. But um, the, the, the that wasn't ever supposed to be the mindset of Splinterlands. You know, it wasn't supposed to be like get rich quick. It was always supposed to be the mindset of a of a collector they've always said their game is based after magic it's case based after like the pokemon model they want you to be a collector they want you to be that guy who takes you know your 20 bucks a month and buys four packs and continues to open them up and we when you eventually you get that gold foil legendary it's like the coolest thing ever and you're running around and you're telling all your friends because you got one and yada 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 it wasn't meant like hey come play suck out eight ten dollars a day out into the marketplace we just got a very interesting golden peak were you able to do that um we have another interesting peak coming up here though for anybody that's sad that that ended is you're gonna get to earn sps for playing and you know it's like 
SBS is just looked at so silly right now because it doesn't do anything really. I mean, it stakes for more of itself, but that's it. You can liquidity pull it for maybe some rewards, but once you can vote for stuff with it, um, which unfortunately isn't soon. So uh, it made me not urgently need to go buy SPS because that doesn't seem to be coming that soon. But once you can vote for stuff in it, um, it's going to be pretty, pretty dramatic because there's a lot of like big changes to the game that people talk about sometimes. And they're not going to put any of that stuff forward until you can vote for it. But once the voting governance system is in place, some of those bigger changes are going to get voted on. And, you know, that's going to be interesting. And a lot of the big Splinterlands players are um, their hive whales, too. And that just comes from, you know, that the game was born over there. And so some of the early Steam people who became hive whales are also Splinterlands whales. And they have a mentality of controlling those kind of things. The, the fight for the uh, hive um, witnesses and the hive um, governance stuff, you know, is, is very there's some people that have some control over that thing. And so there's going to be some people looking to control this game as well. And that hopefully means SPS goes up, you know, because they're not going to want, you know, someone to cheaply be able to come in and take over the governance of this game. Yeah. I think there is a reason to buy up SPS though right now. And it is the tournaments because you need a good chunk. Oh, stake. well and you it, should, you know, yeah. Buy enough to stake to play. Absolutely. And, and you know, that's kind of my thinking now is before it with a new player, you know, I would, do guides on like hey rent to silver you can make a good amount now i'm like actually if i was telling a friend to get in this game who wanted to say you know put it in like your 150 dollars steve or 200 i would say probably go buy a hundred dollars of sps to stake that so you actually get in these tournaments and then just mm -hmm. go build up a, a bronze deck in 100 yeah you're not going to get great daily rewards but you're going to be actually able to compete in tournaments learn how to get good in this game and there's tournaments where i'm like well i just raked you know 80 sps in from this tournament and made away eight bucks. That would have taken me a whole season in gold play to grab that amount, I feel like. Yeah. So that, that's where I'm saying my mind has shifted to more of what you're saying, Steve and Rogue. And Jim, I'm curious for you. Do you kind of agree with that sentiment? Like if you want to earn in this game, you actually have to get good and competitive? Or do you think there is going to be another casual aspect to you can just kind of earn and ranked play and, and they'll kind of rework that with the new reward system? Um, so it's a bit different for me because I'm not like trying to actively play a whole lot. So me going to do tournaments is just, I'm not really looking to. Um, so for me, what I would do would just be like owning, owning the cards, renting the cards out to people and, uh, just slowly taking in passive income. I want to make it as passive as possible and then still get to play whenever I do want to play. Yeah. 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 I think along those lines, that was something else that like when, when, when you're looking at cards, like anybody that's going to flip into cards, like I understand that cards, like, especially with what I said, like reward cards could go to half a penny. You're looking at the price and you're like, wow, that's like five times down, but like rental, rental market has actually been pretty stable i would say like and very predictable now that we've got the auto bids like end of season produces just about the same cp bids mid-season does the same cp bids you can get very consistent like if you're flipping into cards leveling up to the point where they 
get picked up by the rental bots you can start to get real consistent in that and compound gains you know then your dec rentals go into more cards level up more dec more cards do 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 and it's all more predictable than what like the price market of the cards is going to be or the price of uh the dc or the sps and blah blah, blah. it's just it's a lot more consistent on the rental market yeah Steve, i i don't really play to earn in Splinterlands, I play to play. Mm-hmm. I earn because I played to play, and I always played to play, and I always put the money back in because I wanted to have more and more and more. And since it's an NFT game and it got popular, it worked out really well for me. If it wouldn't have been a popular game, I would just have a ton of Splinterlands cards and still <laughs> probably be playing the game. So I guess you got to decide what type of player you are. If, if you're looking for like earning the most, I don't think Splinterlands is probably the best option. Uh, because there is a, a need to win to earn the most. There is a need to stake to get into those tournaments. So there's extra investments to do that. Um, and there's also, you know, it, it's just, to me, it, it's a hard thing to do. Because to be honest, if if you're one of those players who's on the lower, lower end and you're trying to make money out of the Splinterlands, you're going to make more money posting about Splinterlands and taking play and like really learning how to post because occasionally, if you do a really good one of those posts, they'll vote it up to like $60. Um, and I know you only get half of that, but even half of that is $30. I mean, how mm-hmm. long would it take for a bronze account to make 30 bucks playing the game? A while. A while. So, you know, I, I wouldn't say that you should play to earn in bronze um, or anything like, you know, that you should, if you need to earn from the game, blog about the game, earn that way, uh, get into Luke's channel, get into my Telegram, share your post, get my vote, hopefully get other people's votes get splinterlands vote and it makes some money over there and just cash out the hive you'll have to leave like 20 stakes so you can keep posting but because that's a more that 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 token has been a little bit more consistent it's easier to make money over there playing at that level you don't have to play a lot to do a share your battle challenge Uh, you can literally what's the card oh wait you don't even have to use the card anymore you just have to share a battle and uniquely share it so um, while they're doing that, I would say that's a better way if you're just looking to earn a little bit of money from the game. If you're going to be yeah. here, you know, I hope that you can decide whether you like the game, embrace the game, understand like the thing to do now is to stack SPS or to stack cards. Um, the cards will run out of mint eventually. They will start to get bought up to be staked on land. Um, you know, I, I definitely see Splinterlands making it at least until one more uh, set gets released and then from there we'll have to see if the game took another growth you know is able to branch out to more people um you know we'll have to see it, it's it's not a game for everyone not everyone plays magic not everyone plays pokemon but it, can we get enough of those people interested in coming and playing this game that would be exciting and can some of the people you know who are playing decide you know like eh I'll just start investing in my cards. I'll get my cards higher. I'll become a gold player. I'll become, you know, a gold player who sneaks into the diamond at the end of the season, um, things like that. Or do you just like, I don't know. I've never understood the mindset of like, I'm just going to chill in bronze and <laughs> play this game. Cause it's not fun in bronze. You have to play a lot of bots. You have to be really perfect to win. Um, and then there's no cool abilities. Like the cards do drastically different things in the upper leagues. Yeah. Well, and and that's where I'm thinking is too, is, you know, you got, I think it's almost two categories, right? It's, you got the investor 
collector, card flipper, maybe put them all in that one kind of bucket of players. Then you got those rogues, maybe me now, <laughs> like, let's go out and be competitive, play those tournaments, and that's where we're going to rake in our earnings. But it sounds like what you're saying, Steven, it sounds like we're maybe is anyone disagree on this that more of that casual i'm just going to rent to silver three to try to farm out some chests in dec the days of that are declining declining and that's where we're seeing a lot of maybe the community pushback or pain points do you guys agree with that narrative yeah i would say so yeah i mean once we find out what the new reward percentages are it's it could still be that but more so of like like um Rogue was saying earlier, you're not playing for today. You're playing for the future. Those cards you're getting, you know, in Silver 3, not really putting a whole lot of money into it, can then just go further. Um, But if you're, you know, if you want to just stay in Silver, not so much because of financial reasons, just so that you want to have your cards as close to the BCX ones as possible, so you're not going to be losing a large percent, um, then uh, I guess it's also not a bad idea since I do it myself. <laughs> <laughs> but you yeah. do that with a plan to sell those cards, right? You're speculating yeah. that they'll be worth more. Yeah. So I'd like I'd remind there that that's a different than just staying in silver. He's staying yeah. in silver yeah. because he's planning to like hundred x single cards when they go up from a penny to a dollar to a dollar yeah. fifty, and certain ones will go up to. Like, if you just look at the old commons, they'll go up to, like, a few dollars. I mean, it's bigger supply, but hopefully bigger player base. And, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah I understand that. I think, I think Steve, what you've said on previous podcasts, though, is that the game's intention is always for you to level up your cards. Mm-hmm. And honestly, until I've been playing in tournaments this last week, I haven't really felt that. And so you're asking, like, why are people just staying in bronze, staying in silver? Well, because it felt like, what's my reward for leveling up my summoners? Like, I'm already in silver, or if I, I mean, heck, you could get level four summoners and do well in gold if you have the power to compete. So it's like, well, I guess I go level up my monsters so that I can get two more wins a day in ranked play and get five more DEC. Like, what's the point? You know, now I'm finally in tournaments. I'm like, oh, like, if I actually had this card, I just had this match loss. And if I would have had that one, that would have bumped me up from 10 SPS in this tournament to 25. Now I'm like, shoot, I'm really motivated yeah. to go out and get those level up summoners, get those level up cards. I'm like, finally, I actually have a reason to do so. Yeah, and I Luke, think if you're you not playing tournaments, you don't feel that. Do you remember that video that you did um, where you were like, uh, like, these are some of the things that you should level up. And like you were looking at the cards and you were like, yeah, this one doesn't get an extra attack. It just gets the extra health. Right. I had the same mindset where I was like, yeah, you know, like that's budget wise. That's not really worth it. Right. But now everything's like super cheap and you throw tournament play into it. That extra health might actually be something that you do. Right. Because <laughs> so everyone like, matters so much, right? Yeah, right? Play, it's like, I lost a match. Who cares? I'm going to jump in yeah. another match in two minutes. No, and but that, yeah, that's we're why, absolutely uh, at a point where you need to be playing like max for the thing in the tournament that you're playing, right? Yeah, and that's what Weird Beard has done to tournaments. He's made them incredibly better. Uh, the requiring the SPS stake made it so that there's only there's much less people in them, but all of the people who are playing them are people who are investing, and it, it has a certain threshold that makes you have to get into it. And like to me, the, the reason why I said I didn't understand why people wanted to hang out down there is because that turns to me that turns Splinterlands into like the same game as like a Alien Worlds or a Rising Star, and with while those have an appeal. You know, it's you come and you click, you know, yeah, you maybe click a little more on Splinterlands, but then you walk away. 
Uh, if you're not trying to level up your cards, if you're not trying to to reach that next competitive level of the game, you're, you're putting yourself in a place where, to be honest, you're going to be like Jim and not play and bot. Um, yeah, because... don't be like Jim. <laughs> Damn, he's he's, here. The podcast. he's <laughs> literally here, and we're he, still like he firing. Said... <laughs> he said Man. he wanted to fight, right? But no, but you're <laughs> going to get to a point where you'd rather bot the game because it's not going to be fu- it's not going to be fun anymore, and, and you're going to rather do something else with your day. Yeah, you'd rather play a different you're 100% game. You're hundred percent correct. So, yep. And I got to that point with the two of my accounts. I bought two of them, so you could throw it back at me. But I play my main. But like, I wasn't going to mess around with my two accounts that can only play in gold. I'm like, I don't want to do that all day. I want to play at the top, and I want to get my butt kicked by like the best players in the game. And when I beat them, I want to go, yes, I beat so and so, and it's exciting. And then you know, I get a few more chests, and I tend to pull probably a couple more legendary cards than you do in a season. And that's just the way it is. And it's going to get even more weighted to the top. And honestly, I like games that weight things to the top in the play to earn model because you need to make people strive to want to get to the top to support the game. Because in, in general, the way that this will work is we need to have people continue to come in that want these cards and are willing to pay for them. Otherwise, eventually, we're just going to have a bunch of one cent cards. Um and, you know, do you have to have a player base that wants to come in? And, you know, the game can do a little bit to, to do that. They can incentivize it by releasing a new set, doing big tournaments for that set, because that's what they did. I remember we all used to complain because Untamed got all the big tournaments. And you're like, I want to use my Alpha and Beta cards, but you keep doing Untamed tournaments. And we were all pissed off about that because <laughs> we didn't want to have to buy the new cards. That's why Untamed took so long to sell out. And now they're doing the Chaos Legion tournaments, and that's where the big money is. And so they'll do that with the next set right the tournaments will be just rebellion you know they'll phase out the older cards and hopefully they'll all retire to be miners on land um so that there is a use case for them that'll help their value but it, you know there's there's things they can do but we do need more players people who want to play people who want to push for those because one of the things we've never talked about really because i don't think any of us are competitive in it yet are the leaderboard prizes um do any of you take home leaderboards Nope. Yeah, I used no, to attempt it, but not anymore. Yeah, so I mean, I mean if you don't have the legendary summoners, it's like, what's the point? I, I, would actually, I, would Lama, love, all these different I would love to talk to somebody that does hit that regularly and understand how many hours they put into the game. Because that's what I'm most curious about is, okay, are you are you nailing an awesome win percentage? And like sh- like 20, 30 game win streaks while maintaining that, like, or are you logging an obnoxious amount of ranked battle games? Actually, you know what? I'm gonna pull. Uh, I'm gonna pull Uwe Uwe's uh, so uh, report next season. It. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna pull his report next season, and we'll, well see because he's always top of the leaderboard in silver. And I'm very curious, like, just how many ranked battles he'll he logs. You know, and, and a what lot of people too rent actually that last day, and they they will play like an insane amount for I don't know how many hours to just try to climb into that leaderboard here in the last moments, which is crazy. But I, I think from what I've heard from the team, they haven't talked about it in a while. But it wouldn't surprise me if they reworked those leaderboard systems, anyways, because that's 
what they've hinted at from time to time. They well, haven't said anything recently. They've said they want to take some of the rewards away from those because they're not working well because they're basically too dominated by the same people. Mm-hmm. But they've said this in a couple AMAs, but they haven't officially said it. But I think that was one of the ways they were going to put more rewards into the season, like the chess. So if they lowered those by a little bit, like maybe like, I don't know, took 25% of the DEC out of each one and then each more DEC could go into the chess. Yeah, that was funny because we were uh, like we were talking like in the YGG and we were talking about uh, like esports and specifically and what's that what that's going to look like. And I was I was very adamant that leaderboards should probably have nothing to do with esports because I don't view leaderboard as the same skill as tournaments. You know, taking down tournaments, I think, is way different than leaderboards. And I think to to cons- to consistently top tournaments is different than consistently topping a leaderboard. And yeah. and I, I, I just I think so like it's kind of weird. I almost wish the leaderboard didn't exist, but I understand why it's there. Yeah, I think there yeah. I think there's gonna be changes. It would I don't know when, but this year they're either gonna rework it or change the rewards as you say, Steve. So that's where I'm like I don't really feel like it's worth the effort to put into, especially if you need so many. I mean, with the wild format right now, even when they go to untamed, it's like, I don't have any Yodins. I don't have any llamas. I'm not going to go spend, you know, 10 grand on these legendary summers, even at a silver hey, level to go out. get ranked <laughs> rewards. At- They're not 10 grand anymore. Yeah. Well, look, if you want all the legendary summoners of untamed to a silver level that you're still talking thousands of dollars. How to get them all. Well, you don't need yeah, all I mean, of them. You, you need, still, you need Llama, Llama, Yodin, and Kitty. Kitty. Okay. Those, those are the only so three you would need. <laughs> I only need two thousand dollars to go win so ten thousand DEC. Well, what are you doing with your money, Luke? <laughs> like nine hundred to fifteen hundred each one. So like forty five hundred dollars at most. Yeah, that's nowhere near ten grand. Come on, Luke. Yeah. Oh, being being dramatic. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, I... <laughs> shut up. That's all I got to say. That's my response. You read me. Oh, yeah. Well, you're out of the interview. Good <laughs> <time>. <laughs> oh, man. It seems like Rogue's having computer problems here. Oh, I don't know what's gosh. going on here. <laughs> all right all right you know what we're Can gonna we move on we're just gonna <laughs> yeah we're, let's move on Steve, I, i'm on. with you i'm with you uh we we clickbaited this youtube title or the podcast here yeah, what was it roadmaps title? here <laughs> bullish bearish how are you guys feeling what was your initial reactions are you is this like uh man i see this i'm like yes i'm excited you see this you're like oh my gosh that's saying forever i'm i'm dreading this feelings go I was I neutral. It. Yeah, in the middle. I like, I like uh, it as an idea. Um, and just like, because there's so many times every single week, people ask the same questions. Where are we at with X thing? Where are we at with this other thing? Where is this? Where is this? It's like, okay, just every single month, this is where we're at. And everyone knows we'll be, we'll be having this at some point, right? So um, you're bullish that the town hall questions get better from here. Yeah, I hope it gets better, <laughs> honestly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, overall, I would say that it's nice to see the team finally do this. It's nice to see Agrod and Mag get organized enough. And we know that the organization behind them has been growing. They're getting organized. They're making roadmaps now. They're going to hopefully 
try to hit the, you know, the real question here, the first time they, they put this out is, are they going to hit any of these dates? And it was kind of sad that I felt like they were a little washy on that. Even when they put it out, they were like, you know, some of this could slip and you're like, oh. <laughs> and, and that's the one thing I think, you know, that when they hired all these people, eventually we do have to kind of push back on them that you got to start hitting dates. Like, I don't know how many devs they have, what, what the big holdup is on some of the things, but you do want to see them because we're not we're already late in my opinion if you look if you look at the white paper we're late on a whole bunch of things not being here um, land yeah <laughs> land's very late well that, and, that shocked me because i mean you know they talk about all these things at once and then you're like okay well maybe you know they say land like quarter three but now you're looking at this roadmap it's like Okay, well, that's like just opening the land before it's even usable. We're talking about a year out. And, I, you know, year. I remember Steve talking about, you know, you max summoners for the land coming out. And it's like, well, by the time we actually need max summoners, we'll already be on the next set of cards. There'll be more summoners out by then, Steve. I don't know. Do you think the, the next set will actually be out by beginning of next year? I don't think so. Uh, I mean, they've said it's one probably going to be around the same release as uh, what this last one was. So I could see it. Yeah, I and and that's what I I think in the last town hall, in the last couple town halls, they actually almost made it sound like Rift Watchers was going to be closer to the one year anniversary of Chaos, and but then yeah, that's what I took too. Yeah, but then the roadmap came out and it showed a whole different timeline. It put us back to like end of Q two, beginning of Q T three for Rift Watchers, mm-hmm. and the one year being about when rebellion's gonna come they said a few weeks ago that it was going to be around the the end of the airdrop so the end of q3 yeah that's why i I can't remember exactly which one it was that gave me that feeling but uh but yeah no it's uh personally i i I don't think they would do that unless the market was healthier Mm. and and i think they've hinted that in the ama is that there could be some time off in between the next big set coming out in this yeah. set specifically they're, saying they they don't want to be like magic yeah that they don't want right. to you know they're not like I, there's not going to be packs left for sale and them drop another set i don't think yeah um so i i do but this does mean that everything i've talked about with you have more time than i thought mm-hmm. <laughs> now i admit when that came out it made me more bullish on the overall project and that just means i have more time to collect yeah and my opinion because I do think that the way he's talked about things that are going to be there, they're not what I thought they were going to be. They're way more intricate. They're way better. And you could have people come into Splinterlands now to do things that have nothing to do with playing the game. You could have people just coming in to be people who play the DeFi market of the different land produced materials and want to corner. Like, you know, if one of the best spells needs life resources, you could see, you know, speculators coming in and buying up all of that life resource just to stop you from you know to control the market on it and make that card extremely expensive um there's going to be a whole ecosystem of it's like land is going to be such a big thing uh the way they've described it now um that it it, i understand why it's going to take so long but it is frustrating to think that you're not actually going to be doing any of that until next year it does make me wonder uh what's going to bring additional players into the game right now uh, Luke, you got to stream more. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> well, but, and one of the reasons they said, hey, we're kind of pushing back these things, at least what I picked up was, hey, we need to make sure these things are ready for another big growth of players in case it happens. You know, right now we can handle millions of transactions barely, but 
let's make sure we're not back to where we were six months ago where everything was a dumpster fire and it was like the whole game was maintenance mode i don't know 20 percent of the time it, it felt was like rough <laughs> so i mean that was the reasoning i don't know is that a good reason in your guys's mind are you guys okay with that explanation a, a little bit you don't want it to break again um also i don't mind wind rift rosters drops because it is a mini set it's not going to be a full set of cards mm-hmm. so three million packs and when um what do you call it when uh when dice came mm-hmm. out they weren't really popular because they force you to pay in um is it going to be sps for this yeah, this one's going to be like SPS, it. yeah. Yeah, so it's like, probably. It, it's like a hesitation to buy. Like, you don't want to give your SPS. And so um, they did the uh, the thing that made uh, nobody want to buy dice at the time was they set it at, like, a certain amount of DEC. And DEC yeah, and DEC was under peg. So you could, you could, you, you were like, I don't want to spend 3,500 DEC on a dice pack because I can, you, you could you could like play games to get the regular packs at the time. So it took forever for dice to sell out. Even with Mylor and Lorena being pretty good cards still, that set was around for a long time. I was going to say when I started dice was still a thing and that was mid August. Yeah. yeah. Nobody wanted to buy them cause they were more expensive. Yeah. For me, the roadmap you... I think was just a uh, dis disappointing is not the right word. Uh, overhyped. I would say like I was expecting, you know, more details or something, but really what they showed in my opinion was just something of like a company management organizer, but just with graphics that are nice to share with the public. You know what I mean? So like, and it was funny because crypto talked about like all of his stuff he does with monday.com. Right. And it's like, that was literally what I thought the roadmap was. It was just like a a, a, a graphically appealing Monday.com for like their internal stuff with no set dates, no. It's just a, a a placeholder, I would say, just something you can put in the background of like, oh, put a check on this, up this ten percent, you know. What, what would you a... like to see out of it, though? Like, if you had a preference, they would change it for you. I absolutely. I, there's actually nothing that I would want to see on that roadmap because I, I, I personally don't want to see anything more out of them. I think they have taken on a lot, you know, and they're still ramping up the company. And honestly, I'm not. I'm not in the position that everybody else is in. I didn't buy into this land expecting it to be tomorrow or something like. I'm not a landowner. So, in my opinion, I'm totally patient on this, right? I'm also not ready to jump into rift watchers because i don't have enough vouchers yet i don't care about the next set because i haven't fully gotten my position of chaos like so literally i'm not pressing the company for much of anything i want for them to do it right and i want for them to like get it done but i would hate to push for them to like give a date and then like give a solid date and not hit it that's how you that's when you start to like really lose faith in what the company can do is when they start putting hard deadlines and like not doing it like here's here's one big thing have have we seen anybody get fired yet like has, has people not leave. announced no 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 i know but like we we have seen like big characters leave 
Like I, I haven't been around for it, right? All I've seen is people being added to the team, right? He there's mentioned like, a couple. They mentioned they lost a dev during one of the last AMAs, but to be honest, most of the devs are in the background. We haven't seen any of the like the people that we see up front get fired. But to be honest, they, they didn't have a team until recently. It was literally like Matt and uh, like one or other guy doing like everything in the background, and that's why it wasn't ready for prime time when when all of a sudden the game blew up. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, so I don't know. You you get to a point where you're just like you're like if if you want the hard dates, then you also want for Aggie to put on like his big boss hat and start firing people. If that doesn't happen, you know what I mean. You want like these things to happen, and I'm personally I'm just way more casual than that. Like this is this is fine. They're doing great. Um, they're moving at a pace. They're not over promising. And under delivering, I don't think there hasn't been a single thing yet that they've come out with where they're just like, yeah, it was going to be this. And then it ended up kind of being like something small. Maybe Waka. Waka was maybe a little. <laughs> well, but like, I, I would I, I'd say they've done like a little things that kind of seem like non-consequential to the game. And then to see land push so far back, that's what made me a little bit disappointed. Like if I'm not getting land till next year, I don't want a Yoden plushie. Stop stop it don't make plushies i don't want i don't want a tabletop game i i don't see any of you in real life okay. who the hell am i gonna play Splinterlands with <laughs> but jim wants one come over to jim's yeah. house but no that makes follow sense us on hobbies that and happiness and YouTube. <laughs> we do all board gaming content <laughs> but but my point is is like they're, they're they're adding on a lot of like these these little things they, they're talking about doing animation series they're talking about um, you know, they're, they're actually putting out content that's like short stories. So they've hired like narrative teams comics. and it's like, dude, if you don't have like 12 devs building all this stuff in Matt's mind and, but you have like 20 creators drawing pictures, I get a little bit like, mm, maybe shift that around a little bit and I have like this 10 thing. guys drawing pictures and five more devs <laughs> banging out code. <laughs> Because you know, drawing pictures—is that their title? <laughs> Just their their picture drawers. Yeah, I'm sorry. You know, I know the art's gotten Nate's really good. Nate's gonna watch and, this and he's yeah, gonna be like, "Steve hates me." It's all right. <laughs> Steve hates me. The creative guys never talk to me anyway. So, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I think the the tough thing, the feeling I had was, you know, in the AMAs, kind of as you said before, Steve, and I think you said, Jim, like everyone asks all the time, like, when is this going to be done? When is this going to be done? And because there was nothing actually visual visual to see, it kind of felt like, oh, there's all these things going on. And it feels like, I don't know when they're coming out, but for whatever reason, I feel like, oh, it's just like maybe two, three, four months. You know, it feels pretty close by, by the way they're talking about it, even though they're not giving any dates. Maybe that's just a, a wrong perception I had or a, a misfeeling on my part. But then to see it like so spread out on the roadmap, you're like, oh, man, this feels like some of these things feel a lot farther out than I originally thought. So I don't know, yeah. Jim, do you feel that same way? Uh, well, one thing I wanted to bring up with... Uh steve talking about maybe you guys have too many artists or whatever it is right you guys are just sitting around drawing pictures Uh, (laughs) i mean like this whole game is like is artwork right you you think about um we looked at during the town hall that one guy showed like five different iterations of that that one character 
Yeah, right? no, and Steve's just like, I don't care what color it is. Where's my lance? <laughs> <laughs> well, you wasted us, 10 minutes coloring this thing. land, and it wasn't like we're, we're saying, hey, I want this tomorrow. It's been a long time. Yeah. I don't care if the vampire <laughs> monk is red or black or so, yellow. Where is my land? <laughs> so when we, when we talk about, like, other card games, and it's a little bit different here because they don't actually have to produce a physical card, right? Um, but when when we're talking about Magic the Gathering, it takes them about a year to get something started and then for it to be out on oh, the dude, shelves. It's longer for than that. Aren't, aren't they on like a two-year cycle? Uh, I'm not entirely maybe? sure, but the only reason I'm saying a year is because when they talked about the uh, the Challenger decks that they made for Standard, they're like, it takes about a year. So it could be a little bit more, m- most likely not less. Um, so it, it does take a while. And not to mention, uh, there's a lot of artwork that just gets tossed outside. It's just tossed into the trash. And it's like, all right, well, they spent however much time on that, um, which say they did like five different iterations on a character. Well, now they have to do um, uh, revisions to now those characters, depending on what uh, Ag- or Nate wants and whoever else they now have to put it into. And uh, how many characters was it for uh, Chaos Legion? 91? 91 cards or something? I think so. Roughly around that. So, so then we can also look at, well, if there was like a a 33% approval rating, if it was we are now looking at like close to 300 different artworks and then however many revisions on top of that. So, I mean, I, I understand what you're talking about of like, you could cut back on the artist, except like they kind of can't because it's a lot of art. Well, and then I think it's gotten a lot those... better, right? Like, yeah, I, I started, thing, I, started <laughs> I started uh, downloading some of the lore tab pages for that uh, picture of the most overpowered monsters. And I, I'm sorry to the original artist, but I literally laughed out loud for Almo Cambio. Like when it's in the card version of the game, it doesn't look that bad. But when you pull it out, yeah, it's like a sticking out. The ghost looking form of it is not. It, I don't. I don't want to slam it to you, but is just go look at it yourself. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no. No. Well. And I. My. My comment wasn't meant to be like, "Hey, go just go fire all those guys." Yeah. But there should be a, more <laughs> investment on the the building side. It looks like because a lot mm-hmm. of that stuff. I mean, it's a long way out. And then it, I mean, if you just kind of assume that there's add three months to this, then you're looking at quarter two of next year is the first time land is playable, yeah. and. Ouch! <laughs> you know? I, I do think I, I do think you're right though of like putting more emphasis on the making the game better itself um, sooner than wanting to like put oh 25 percent game developers 25 percent art uh, create art designers 25 percent whatever else right um, adjusting the the percentage ratios without like removing people but just adding more to it and the main reason why i have this feeling is because land is needed for a set as big as chaos um without land to suck up a lot of that card volume the chaos was just too big 
Yeah. Um, at least for the current player base. Now, maybe eventually in the future, the game gets big enough when we get enough players. But I think new player acquisition has been dropping off. Uh, we have a chance, a, a short-term bullish take, is that validators are cooler than we expect. I still don't know how that happens, though, because to me, they kind of said, like, well, originally, if you buy this, you're going to be overpaying. <laughs> yeah, at least yeah, that's the way it sounded the to price, me. They're like, this yeah, is going to yeah. be priced at like some uh, ungodly amount of SPS or something, and um, you know, so it's like, does, do I even want to buy it in the beginning? I don't know. I want one, but at the same mm-hmm. time, that worries me. But you know, maybe Matt comes out. Maybe it's cooler than I think, um, and, and maybe it'll uh, attract some people to the system. But the big thing that could change things is the change to the the reward system. We don't know the details on that. We, we don't know how cool it's going to be. We don't know what those Which, chests isn't are going like to be the changed. Next thing? Yeah, that's the, that, that's them, yeah. that and validators are the two things coming next. And that's supposed to be next month. So yeah. we'll see if that hits and it's awesome, then this roadmap's fine. If that new reward setup is hot, we start seeing the numbers tick up. You start seeing card values go back up, packs being bought, then it's cool. But we're hitting a lull. And, you know, I have no incentive to, to invest anymore in this game at this point. I, I have 2,000 packs. I have 200 lands. I have a, a complete 100% maxed chaos deck. I have 100% just about maxed out untamed set, except for like two commons. Um, I'm not going for alpha or beta. It's not, you know, I'm not Dwayne. I'm not buying $2,000 cards over there, <laughs> um, you know, for a couple. So I, I'm at the point now to where if Splinterlands doesn't come out with land i'm maybe gonna start taking money out of the game um when i you know um not now not because i necessarily want to but it's just gonna kind of be like well listen, i don't have anything else to buy here so i'm i have a couple other play to earn games right so i'm like i'm gonna take 20 bucks over there and buy a couple of those things because there's there's nothing left for me to buy here. I could keep buying, you know, speculating, and I'll keep doing that a little bit, but it's not going to be like major investments yeah. into this game yeah. anymore. Well, and that's that's where I, I have the mixed feelings. It's like, okay, I'm I'm kind of feeling like we're going to be in a continual lull, a continual, maybe not bearish in the sense of like everything's going to drop to nothing, but in just the sense of like, yeah, like kind of what you're saying, Steve, like what is the motivation? It feels like a lot of it is going to be maybe that sideways movement or as supplies actually opened up, maybe even sideways a little bit down. And so part of me is bummed about that. But part of me also is like, well, maybe it is my chance to be mm-hmm. like Steve one day, right? Where, 100%. It, like our it, motivation you know, is different. Like you, yeah. you and I have like totally different. Like Steve's in a very unique spot where he owns everything, right? And that's literally what I'm striving for. I want to be in a position in this game where I own enough assets that at every card launch, I can max out the set quickly. Like, because that was what I did in the physical trading card world. I wanted every card available. And so I just, I want to be at that point. I almost envy him that he's just like, oh, I got nothing to spend money on. I'm just like, that's literally where I want to be. Like, it's just, yeah, yeah, I own everything. And like, yeah, that's perfect. Like you do all the big tournaments. You're, you're at the point where like your name and face could be everywhere. Steve. <laughs> I don't know if that's his goal. But, uh, but, like, <laughs> but yeah, literally for us though, Luke, like we're just, we're in a position where we can actually financially, logically start climbing. 
you know like it's not silly for us anymore like back when we started it was silly right it was silly to try to make a position in this game and if the modern format is always the previous two years right that's what i'm thinking in these tournaments it's like okay Mm -hmm. even untamed is still pretty out of my reach like to go if if a tournament has chaos and untamed i'm like well maybe i can rent a card here there that's really important but for the most part I'm out. Like I just, I just can't put in the, the exactly. thousands of dollars it needs to even get the bronze, maybe silver level untamed cards. But mm-hmm. if over this year I'm grinding out with these rewards that don't seem incredible, maybe I'll have, as I said, maxed silver level deck by the end of the year, maybe even gold. And then next year, the Rebellion set, I'll have a lot better chance to match that. So now actually I do have two competitive decks going into these tournaments, all these play for the Modern League. So that's kind of where I'm like... Well, it's kind of good in a sense for me if you're yeah. looking to grind out these long-term things, but I can see why a lot of people are frustrated or maybe walking away from the game. And I don't know, Jim, where are you at? Because you're kind of you're in that like middle zone between me and, and Steve, Rogue and Steve, right? Like you're and you're looking at much an investment point. Is this scary to you? Or you're like, oh, all my investments are screwed. Or are you just not worried about it at all? Honestly, yeah. Like since I'm really in it for long term, I'm just not. I'm not really worried about it at all. Kind of just, you know, taking it as it comes, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm a pretty patient person as well. And um, it's not like I'm in dire need of this to go to the moon right now. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's got a moon. Now, win, moon. That's oh, right. 50,000. Yeah, Let's go. <laughs> yeah, let's go 50,000 50k SPS. I still can't believe 40% of people said that that was going to happen I don't I know really who you have following me I really hope that they, they knew that was a joke There's like no a little word. sarcasm yeah no but for me I would me, love it's, to it's... have 4 billion dollars <laughs> one wheel I actually don't I actually currently don't feel like we're in a lull too much at all like because I know, like, what wasn't on the roadmap is literally at any minute, like, this other promo is coming out. You know what I mean? That's huge, right? Every million packs sold, we get a new... Like, we are literally, like, almost, like, the next legendary is when we're starting to get into the summoners. That's huge. Like, these are increments that, like, are, are, in my opinion, healthy, right? We don't need for like Splinterlands to really do too much because literally it's just like, we're going to get a new legendary summoner, new legendary summoner. Like that's some of the most exciting stuff that, cause like the majority of us came in, we already saw all the legendary summoners that they did once. And we were just like, woof. And now we're going to be a part of this process. Now we're going to be a part of what this, you know, finding the price and all this stuff, all the promos that come out, anything like I'm just, this is fine, you know, and then plus with, you know, I everything that weird Weirdbeard's talking about with tournaments, I think are exciting because like I am extremely jealous that the uh top tournaments that get like all the attention and all the prizing are like Diamond and Champion. Like Steve, love you buddy. You've put in a lot of money in the game. You <laughs> you you deserve it. But <laughs> but I would love to actually compete in a grand stage tournament. I would love for there to be some kind of like quarterly GP where it's like your top 36 players from those SPS tournaments for a quarter are invited to this tournament and have it run not like a single elimination. 
I do not want a single elimination tournament. I want Swiss pairings with a day two. Like I want a real tournament, you know? So I don't, I'm, I'm, I, I think there's stuff. Huh? Yeah. We should pretty much have an LCS for Splinterlands. <laughs> that, that kind yeah. of stuff would be exciting, but uh, like, I feel like that we have hit a lull in outside excitement. I know most of the channel views are down. Uh, most interactions on Twitter are down. Most, you know, just, you know, I, I, we only have, you know, I love the 50 people watching, but it used to be a couple hundred people and it's, it's dwindled. And so with, you Thanks, know, Obama. <laughs> oh my God. Where'd that come from? <laughs> but, go to. <laughs> but, the, the general feeling is, you know, like if the game doesn't have that exciting way for people to make a decent amount of money for nothing, which isn't really realistic for a game to last well, they, they shift to the next game where they think they can make a lot of money for nothing. So but why does that have to be? Why? Why is why is this game because it's paired with crypto? Why is any game because it's paired with crypto? can't be exciting for the game aspect you know what i mean that's the most frustrating part for me is like magic doesn't get its attention because people are millionaires by playing magic it's because the game is exciting and top level play is crazy because like the littlest difference is between a win and a loss like you have to be on top of your like stuff you know what i mean and that same stuff exists in this game 100 percent, but I, I, I'm almost frustrated because I feel like there's more investors than players in this game. And so they've created an ethos around this that is all finance-based. Like, very rarely, very rarely, there is not a, not a lot of content creators. I would say not even, like, a real big content creator is very specific to the gameplay aspect. Optimizing rule sets... And like nailing tournament play or doing tournament reports and breaking down matches like yeah, there is no game focus. So like you can't we're all can't waiting do for that, the though. second the problem like do what you can't do that, though, is the problem. It's like if you want to survive as a content creator right now, it's it's and I agree with you. This is a problem. It's like, well, all the video views are going to the this token's going to thousand X, you know, this this game. Get in now while you quit. Can you know you're going to make it into and be a millionaire? And that's what I've every time I've reviewed a new game, that's nine out of ten times. That's my biggest problem is all the language around DeFi finance that they're not bringing in new players. They're just bringing in other players that already know about play to earn games and they're just mm -hmm. jumping as what Steve said to whatever's hottest. And it, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. yeah I, we I, haven't seen many projects build the, the bridge. I, I haven't figured out how to get enough of the world that plays Pokemon and collects million dollar cards to want to play Splinterlands. You know, there's just, there's not enough of them that are doing it because if there were a, a big following of those type of people who, who, who play those type of things, then you're right. We would have a more competitive atmosphere. The whole game would be better. People would be buying these cards to level them up. It would be no question. That's what they'd be trying to do. It's just, we don't have, we don't have players with those mindset. Um, and I can't explain to you why we don't. I, I was someone who used to play magic. I was someone that used to play versus I, I, I had that competitive streak. That's why I gravitated into Splinterlands, why I wanted to have the best cards, why I've been frustrated forever that I, I'm missing just a few of them. And when I lose to those cards, it drives me crazy. But there, there's clearly not enough of me because if there were, there would be a lot more um, 
stuff would be way more expensive. Um, chaos would not be cheap. Everything would be selling out. But on the flip side, everything's going down. Everything's getting cheaper. Pack sales are slowing down. Views are slowing down. Um, and, you know, I, I make content about Splinterlands. Projects made me probably the most money out of anything. And I get a few hundred views. I make one about a coin that went to nothing and it got 1,500 views. I mean, it, it's... It's the mindset of a lot yeah, of crypto people's yeah. get rich quick. Nobody wants to come here and, and you know be like, hey, put in five hundred bucks and grind free rewards cards for what looks like it's going to be uh, two a year and a half, and then land's going to come out and those cards are going to go up hundred x. That might yeah. be true, but that's not a hot take. Um, so if you if you can't come and play and have fun in the game, I can't really say come play Splinterlands because otherwise you're, it's going to. I don't know. You're just going to suck money so, out and you're not going to have yeah. a good time. Well, it's Is funny because it? when I was doing content for Force of Will, the whole market was gameplay. The whole content was gameplay. I had a niche where my videos were finance specific. The niche was finance and it's the <laughs> opposite in the crypto world. Opposite. Everyone's like, yeah, this is a game, but let's talk money like all the time and like less about the game like the physical game you know and it drives me nuts what does the crowd think do they want you know would you watch a video if i said i was just going to break down my champion tournament matches or my diamond tournament matches or i I I can tell you right now (laughs) if that content was out there i i would i would start because I'm, I'm gonna be dead serious every time i look on a video and they're like doing matches and they're like casually talking about something else while i'm watching these like, oh max that drives legendary me crazy stuff like the max legendary stuff everything's got like seven abilities i don't know what's going on or why they ordered it in this way or like what was the specific reasons that they were like doing any of this for and i'm just like wow okay so we're just like i don't know we're showing off money I mean, that's uh, again, that's the problem, though. It's like I, I've done both and I can tell you I make a video on, hey, here's how to use the double yeah. demoralized strategy. It's going to get I, a couple hundred views. But you put in the, uh, hey, should you be buying SPS or DEC right now, which is better? You're going to get a lot more views. And that's just the reality right now. I don't like it. I agree with you. Yeah. No, it's interesting because I, I almost wonder, like, what is going to be the thing that, that we need to get the players like, well, I, I want to get your guys' take on what mom said in the chat, just talking about we need more marketing. Is it is it just coming down to marketing problem? Is that why we're not seeing people that actually like card games and, and are getting in it for the fun and the gaming aspect? The um, one thing I've noticed, and because I watch, uh, do you guys know who Kira TV is? It sounds familiar. He, he, I, makes, he used to make MMO content, and now he pretty much covers NFT scams, right? And um, so many people are just against NFTs right now because they pretty much think they're all scams, uh, even though that's not the case. Uh, Even Gary V talks about how 99% of NFTs are just going to be complete garbage. Like, you just don't know which ones are going to be the real thing. So then, like, um, you just have to really invest in the people and the company more so than I have this one artwork I hope it goes up in price, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so, so the one thing Kira TV has has talked about, and Asmongold, who is a huge uh, World of Warcraft streamer, 
um, gamers don't really care about like uh, the NFT or the blockchain stuff is because they're not looking to put money in and um, get like money back. They just want to have a good game. And and it's like it's a terrible thing to say, but like nearly every single NFT game out right now visually does not compete with like 100%. World of Warcraft, Final Fantasy, whatever MMOs, whatever 100%. shooters you want to talk about. Right. Yeah. We we go back and look at um, like in 2005, I had like science club in school. We were all playing Adventure Quest online. We were all playing RuneScape on the browser. Adventure it was Quest. complete garbage. <laughs> and go. that's essentially where we're at right now. Yeah. They want no, I, good games. Adventure and, and like, Quest. Sure, we love this game. And um but it's like when you're taking someone from a completely different game, kids who love Fortnite, people who love MMOs, and it's like, oh, come play this idol game where there's where there's definitely strategy. But well, for someone who also plays magic, it's like, oh, well, what is my starting cards? It's like, well, now I want to instant this instant speed this to kill your creature. You know, I now want to draw more cards. It's a completely yeah. different game. Oh, totally. Uh, I don't think marketing is a problem at this time. Because I don't think this game needs to be marketed right now because I think if you got like just a random ish gamer to the Splinterlands site, they're leaving. Um, it's yeah. not it's not ready for them. You need to be introduced to this game at this point. Like you, you got to be marketing this out to like people who are looking to make a little money playing a game, are looking to get into NFT ownership, who are looking to learn about NT NFT ownership. I mean, because I would say like my little gold Steve account and your little account, they're good examples of ways that people could come into this, invest a small amount of money, learn how to blog on Hive, learn how to play this game, learn how to learn own FT, NFTs, uh, you know, that account started with $150. It's worth $230. So it didn't go up. It, it didn't go down. It went up even with the card market tanking since I started that account. Mm -hmm. My, I've still just been able to do those high posts, build up that money, go ahead and increase it. But it that's not a get rich quick scheme. You know, I didn't 12 X my money. Um, and the, you know, that's how people have to be brought into the game and uh, no marketing is going to do that. You know, we're players like us are going to have to tell those stories, show people those things. It's going to have to appeal to the right players. Now, when, uh, land is all the way out there and there's a DeFi platform that they can advertise that you literally is just going to be advertised as a DeFi platform. Come over here and play DeFi in, in the, in the, in the world of Splinterlands, own that lands, could, create yeah. materials, yada, yada, yada. You can you can go mm -hmm. you can put that out there. And if we are going to have some major tournaments and I'm not talking about like, you know, five thousand dollar tournaments, I'm talking twenty five thousand dollars, fifty thousand dollar tournaments uh, that are legit. Like he's talking about like the because like w when I was a magic player, that's always what you wanted to do. Right. You wanted to qualify to go, go to, to like the 10 case, go, go to the 10K events. And um, in, in those games like Spinnerlands it appeals to people who play those games, but only if they understand it and the site doesn't explain it properly. And it, no. it starts off boring um, too. Like if you're, if you're used to playing one of those like in-depth, uh, especially magic, cause you got to think to play that game. And then you come here and you see like level one summoners with those level one monsters that have like no abilities. You're going to be like, this game looks kind of boring. And if you yeah. don't go any further than that, you don't even know they come as maxed out cards that have like four more abilities and that there's 13 or what, how many rule sets are there? 30. 
Um, a lot. So, yeah. It's quite and, a bit. I think that's where the ghost card tournaments come in too. That weird beard's been talking about. That can yeah. really help some of that. But but there's nothing like what would you market right now? Come honestly, Splinterlands TV. Splinterlands TV yeah, is going to do they, everything well, that you're talking about. Uh, but it, it, that's got to get dialed in more. Um, I watch it about a decent amount. Um, the the level of quality is amazing. To come on, dude, I I can't see anything going on. Um, and I'm not going to call anybody out in particular, but it makes sense to me to, to fix it's, that. It's me. It's all me, Steve. No, you no, throw me you, under the bus. Luke, you're by far one of the best <laughs> my, streamers. My stream too. cut out three different times last week. It ruined the I, whole thing. I'm, I'm quite annoyed that you're not more famous because the reason I come here is I keep expecting you to make me famous. Ah, so. well, I mean, Wait, what you're saying, though. Here. Exactly. <laughs> what you're saying, come on, Luke. saying about yeah. the marketing, though, it, it reminds me a lot about Agro. And I don't remember how many times the haul this was a yo, but he's talking about, hey, one of our main visions and goals with this game is actually get people into blockchain to DeFi getting into the world of NFTs. Mm -hmm. And he made a comment. I don't know if he would still say this, but he said, this current card game isn't it. Like we need to do more than this eventually. And I, I think maybe that's part of it. It's just the blockchain space in general, as you're saying, uh, you know, these games aren't good, Jim. Like these are PlayStation one games at best for some of them. Right. And so <laughs> that's, maybe yeah, this whole ecosystem like, just needs some patience right and, here, and needs so. some time to grow. Like until there is that world of Warcraft or until there is that Fortnite or whatever it is, that's actually like proving to the entire world that, Hey, NFTs aren't a scam. They aren't mm -hmm. destroying the ecosystem or sorry, the, uh, the world's, you know, uh, green initiatives, all those things. Until these other games that maybe are going to draw in a bigger audience, then those other players from those card games can see something like Splinterlands and, and recognize, okay, I already know about NFTs, I already know about blockchain, but maybe Splinterlands isn't the thing that can really just market to the whole world about NFTs. I don't know. Do you guys agree with that, or do you, you see know, it differently? Now that I'm thinking about it, maybe Splinterlands should just make an ad like Raid Shadow Legend. Oh my. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, your voice is perfect for that. Everywhere. to hire you. <laughs> I want I want to see the ad where like they put the dude up here and the three gold things and the water and the lava and the treasure and mess it up. I want to see that on like every one of these. You guys want to get, get gold so kitty? many clicks. Oh, it went into the lava. Yeah. You should have played. Yeah. But see, that's where I'm like, are we frustrated as Splinterlands? Like the worst team ever <laughs> on the screen. Just like well, beat this lineup. <laughs> what, I'm, what I'm saying though is like, are we actually frustrated at Splinterlands for something that's not a Splinterlands problem? And it's just blockchain gaming in general. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. I'm not. I'm not frustrated with Splinterlands. I think NFT aspect. gaming and the idea that you're going to you're going to pitch NFT gaming to gamers is not a great strategy because you need something very aesthetically like well because well, gamers are playing games right so your, your game would have to be more like a game the closest one that I can pitch to a gamer is Blankos it's the only one and even that is you know borderline play to earn because you don't really earn in, in a substantial way and it's all kyc'd up and stuff so it's 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 a fun game but to me to get you into splinterlands i mean i don't know it's like we don't have the compelling stories yet to make to do it or at least not being told by the people that could because you know there's some people who are multimillionaires because of splinterlands but they're not out there they're not telling that story for us i can tell you that i've made a few hundred thousand dollars but i don't think that 
is that convincing to people hey, to do what I did? It got me, Steve. <laughs> it got me. All right, so, buddy. Well, that's, yeah, that's and, part of the hard thing, though, too, is if you say, hey, look at these stories of, you know, millionaires or whatever, and they come into the game. And, you know, I've heard many, many comments like oh, I invested back in the bubble of September seven grand and now I'm down to 2K. And it's like if you're promising money and then all you see your account shrink, you're going to panic and you're out. Right. So I don't know. It's hard to say that that's the only no thing. Dollar that, cost average. Yeah, that's exactly. the other. That's the other problem with pitching NFT games to gamers is how expensive they are. Um in reality yeah i will i will say that but then i I, there are definitely ways that we could like i could tell any gamer that like dude like you will net like there's no such thing as bulk commons in this like there's no such thing as bulk it's all valuable every single one and they'll be like what (laughs) what it's like i i don't know it's i there 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 are ways but i do i absolutely think there has to be something aesthetically appealing um in order for that to happen because i'm looking at my bulk collection right now yeah right (laughs) all this bulk behind me (laughs) i got like probably twenty thousand cards right there all bulk (laughs) yeah if each one was a pelicor mercenary right You hear that? Jim will mail you a card for a Pelicor mercenary. <laughs> Man, the stamps. <laughs> okay, okay, you got to send like 10, 10 or you 12 You just got to pay shipping and handle. Yeah. <laughs> All right, in- interesting question for you guys. Did any of you guys get into Splinterlands first as like your first NFT blockchain game or was it something else? And kind of, as you said, you saw a content creator or something else that also mentioned Splinterlands because that was me, right? I, like I was into other games first, Alien World, Bl- Blankos, Gods Unchained. And it wasn't until I watched a Crypto Stash video that I finally landed in Splinterlands. Yeah, no, it was the same for me. Uh, I was playing League of Kingdoms um, and uh, found uh, Steve here. I was uh, not. The, I, this probably was my first NFT game when I think I was about say, it. Wasn't this like a yeah. first NFT game? <laughs> I mean, because I, I, I didn't realize I started literally a month after the game came out. Holy um, cow. Because they said they launched in May and I looked at my account. I started in June and I was that one of the first mind. players. And like when I joined the Discord, it was literally like 30 of us. And they all and I went, is this like a real thing? Because I had no idea what it was. Yeah. And I, I only found it because I was on Steam and they were posting on Steam and they had big, you know, aggroed in the guys were big Steam people. So it made sense to to, Did you, to look into what they were doing. So so was that at the time, like, was this the own the cards before the game time or like because like, there are people that talk about that, like that they had the assets before there was something to do with the assets. Yeah, I, I like, do remember getting them and not being able to do anything with it, but I didn't buy any because people would just give them to you to be like, here, you know, have some. And like somebody like literally like my first flesh golems were just given to me and my first like a whole bunch of cards were just because it's common cards. They were just tossing yeah, them no, at me. This is, this is literally the same of like, like back in the day, there was a Bitcoin faucet. Yeah, that would just, like, I don't, <laughs> when, I, when I think about my crypto journey, I'm like man if i would have had money back then when i first got in i probably would be much richer than i am but back then i was pretty poor so i was more getting like i remember 
I got into Steam because to- somebody told me they were going on vacations and blogging about it and earning hundreds of dollars. I'm like, well, that seems kind of cool. And then that led me to Splinterlands eventually. Um, since then, I've played. A, uh, tried to find another Splinterlands, but I haven't. I played a lot all the Hive games, so I have like a Rising Star thing. I have a. I haven't actually looked at it, but I have a pretty big D city that I've been ignoring. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jim, what about you? How did you get? Was Splinterlands your first NFT game, or uh, it was technically my second? Um, I started playing this game lost relics which is pretty much like a diablo oh, yeah. clone. i played lost relics yeah i tried to grind it won't let me <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i tried it i wasn't a really big fan on how they set it up it was like oh you can only do the first dungeon with common garbage items it's like no but i want to get better items and then super farm the lower level content <laughs> until i'm ready to progress and they're like, no, yeah, we can't have you do that. I'm like, all right, well, screw this game. <laughs> I played it for like three days, and uh, and that was my first NFT game. And then I I actually skipped over Splinterlands to play Lost Relic because uh, I I didn't like the name of Splinterlands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I it mean, could be worse. I didn't play Axie, even though I would have been way early on that because yeah. I was like, I don't like those cute little things. Yeah. I mean, I, I found Splinterlands in May, so I could have actually bought some Untamed and Dice when it was reasonable. And I viewed the website, and I was like, eh, this isn't for me. <laughs> I didn't come back to August, and now, of course... No, it's absolutely hilarious, because Steve hit it on the head when he said that. Like, I also passed over Splinterlands for Skyweaver. I was specifically doing a search though. on trading card blockchain games, mm-hmm. and Gods Unchained was on there i also overlooked that one but like i looked at skyweaver first because it was in beta and it was aesthetically appealing and i also went to the website for splinterlands saw the fifty thousand dollar julian that didn't have any stats and was like two cost and i was just like well, these guys are idiots because oh, yeah, yeah. that's not a real card. Yeah. Like, why is that one expensive? Like, I know nothing about the game, but that one has no business being that expensive. You know expensive. the funniest thing to do for me <laughs> is to beat an all-gold Julius deck or an all-gold all Arturius deck. Because um, they're the funniest things to beat because I'm like, I just played a, a deck that was worth like... Like one like percent of what they just played, <laughs> and they lost. Yeah, legit. I saw that, and I was like, "Man!" But then it, it's actually funny because when I got here, then I actually remember I played a game back in the day that had its own ecosystem. It was a trading card game called Urban Rivals, and it was a web-based browser game that, uh, like, you could buy the in-game assets, but then like. It was only in-game, but it had a very robust, like, in-game economy and everything. And so once I started playing this, I was like, oh, this kind of reminds me of that a little bit. And that was really addictive. So, like, it was able to get me to stick around for a while to learn more than to, like, really fall in love with the team, fall in love with the people. Like, that's the other really important part. Get to know the team, get to know the people in the community because – literally like force of will the game that i came from was is held together by the community a very tight-knit loving community very small so like i feel at home here you know it's like we're just we're just chilling hanging out playing games knowing each other i love it 
Well, we've been going for a while, so I want to get you guys' final takes here. Bullish, bearish, and again, not bearish in the sense of like everything's going to zero, but just, you know, maybe things are in a lull for quite some time. I guess how long, it sounds like most of us are like short-term like lull, but how long are you guys feeling that? Is this, oh man, like we're going to see this lull for another, you know, winter of two to three years? Is this like, um, you know, just a couple months? Rogue, I'll go to you first. Oh man. I'd say I'd say it's gonna be at least a couple more months when we uh, the like I said in the very beginning the fact that DEC is this low with this much of the airdrop left I I'm I don't see that it's not going to so then I think we've got till the end of airdrop where we're gonna really stay stagnant if not drop that's the way I'm like preparing for it um, and then after that we'll see. Like, I, I got a feeling SPS can really only go up after the airdrop. Like, that's my, in my head, that's like after that date when they stop giving it away every day, I, I got a feeling it's going to go up, you know, and especially if the validator stuff is after the airdrop, right? If any of that, like, payment stuff, Rift Watchers, after, then, like, these are going to be straight like de- like decrease in supply increase in demand and so i that's kind of where i see it i just see it's going to be very chill till after the airdrop uh and then after that though it's like but i mean we're gonna have little bits of excitement here like i said this promo i'm i'm hoping because like my I'm making all my extra monies go into vouchers. That's 100%. I'm buying vouchers at a dollar and I'm making a nice little stack because I'm very confident that there's going to be at least a nudge in it. I don't care how big the nudge is, but anything's going to be like a a nice gain there. Plus, I I want the promo as long as it's not a maxed out legendary summoner that I can't afford. (laughs) All right. Good takes. Good takes. Bullish. Uh, yeah, I'd say I'm bullish as well. I um, I still think that the validator nodes is going to cause SPS to rise up in price as well. And at the end of the airdrop, Matt has stated that that's when they're looking to put more utility into SPS as well. So, mm-hmm. all right, Steve. A super short term lull. Um, if my if um the the ranked rewards do launch next month that's when i'm going to switch into like a bullish filling because i feel like that's going to change the game quite a bit and in general i would say the validators i'm not as bullish on um until i know more just because i think they're going to price out most people um and a lot of people and they're not it's going to be uh, you know they, they say uh, fool, fool me once shame on you fool me twice shame, shame on me so i bought land immediately still waiting for that so am i gonna buy a, a validator license immediately and and wait on that functionality to to come into the game i don't know they might get me again um and i'm not give me <laughs> the rope and you in steve <laughs> It he's like on, on live he's on live being like this is my resolve <laughs> but it might not exist <laughs> <laughs> well i gotta see you know because like literally in, in, when they say in the made that literally like you know in the beginning it, it, you might 
take take it in the pants if you buy one of these you're like wait what what are you guys saying <laughs> i mean it's kind of funny though like even to this point like nobody's really taking it in the pants right like you're still what above no the... if, if you anyone who got in, in the bubble if you came in near the top of that bubble and we're buying dec oh, august or, november no, no i'm talking about the people that bought land like, oh yeah! Oh no! Sale. For we're... fifteen a plot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I think no, they're we're still fine. positive. We're, we're, yeah. we're fine. Cool, but just we, we, the thing Be is, patient. Just remember that. Remember the pitch of land. We're going to sell land, and we're going to make spell cards. And for the first time ever, the game's going to be different. You're going to have equipment cards, and when that deck comes onto the board that can dominate you, and you want to give up, you're going to be able to play a spell and counter that. It's going to be amazing, guys. This is coming. Buy land now. We did that. And we don't have any of that yet. <laughs> and it's still coming, and it's still going to be amazing. But it, it, it's it's a real different part of the game, right? Because like one of the like every, when we play this now, we all have this frustration, right? You you hit play, you see what's on the other side, and you just hit skip because you're like, well, that ain't going to work. My my, my idea is just <laughs> complete counter. I don't even need to watch this. So move move on to the next match. <laughs> um, that's not going to happen once spell cards and equipment are in, are in play, right? You're going to see that. You're going to go, aha, they got me, but let me play this and switch it. Now maybe I can win. Mm-hmm. So th- we need that part of the game, I think, for it to become a little more addictive to the type of players who like a little bit more interaction to their game when it comes to a game like this. Um, a little bit of an ability to come back. Because I think that's one of the fun things about playing a game in general is if you're about to lose and you pull it off. Like I, I, in, in Splinterlands, even like I bet you all of us have had that skip and seen a win and been like, wait, oh, yeah. what the wait, hell just what? happened? <laughs> How in the hell did that happen? Like, whoa, I got eight dodges in a row. <laughs> yeah. Steve, Steve, I just never skip because I always have a chance to win. <laughs> But, but yeah, I mean, overall, I would say the overall plan of the roadmap and Matt's speech made me more bullish than I've ever been before. So I'm not going to say that I'm not bullish for the project, but I don't know how long before we're going to turn around. And I've been saying for the longest time, DEC was going back to peg. I, I haven't changed my mind on that. I got yelled at a couple times and no, it won't. And nah, I can never get that low, guys. It, it's it's SLP, you know? They can pump it for so long, and then it's going to be... It literally be... only got the price because of the airdrop. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. When the airdrop's yeah. gone, we're, what's well, happening to it? In the town mean? hall, they literally say, hopefully this goes back to a more healthy pain. It's like, the team is rooting it down. Yeah. Whenever people ask, what are you guys doing for SBS? And they always said, uh, mm, no, 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 no. What? What? We're supposed to protect that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What are you doing for SBS? Oh, we're going to crash to easy. <laughs> You're welcome. But I mean, D- yeah, what are you going to do for DC? <laughs> they, they just dodge that question. They don't want to protect it. And it's because no, it's they, programmed that it, way. It's programmed. It's supposed to be a dollar so that it's cheap. Like, no one wants to level up a guild right now because it's too damn expensive. Nobody wants exactly. to do anything that involves using DEC because it's too damn expensive. One of their potions got broken because DEC was worth too much money. And and so, in general, yeah, that's another thing I missed. Man, (laughs) I would love that potion. The quest potion. No, no, what you what you missed was when when legendary and and gold cards worked on rewards cards. That's what you missed. Oh wow! Because they used they used to work on rewards cards, so you you didn't ever have like a stack of them on your account. They were always gone, and you were always buying them with your discounted. Uh, DEC because it had the same it had the same wow. trick where you could buy DEC at 70 cents on the dollar and buy potions 
with it being worth a dollar. So you just always had a ton of potions and flipping over rewards cards and opening those chests was like, ooh, when am I going to get another gold legendary? It's going to come. It's going to come because <laughs> you have those. Wow. You have those potions. Jeez. I'm going to have to go nuts. back and like, I'm going to go look at the reward cards and like oh. see where we're at now with our gold to common distribution and go see what it was yeah. back then. When they took that away, I'm like, I was like, oh, but. But that was probably, uh, I think, the most uh, like bummer thing that they did to us because you used to pull. Basically, they said you guys are getting too many legendary cards, so we need to take this away from you because the, they were they were going out too quick. Because everybody just turned that on. It was it was ridiculous to not have it on, especially because like the old legendary rewards cards were amazing. A few of them, they're still amazing. Lord Arianethis is still like one of the most powerful cards in the game. Steve, you're you're making us way too jealous here. You're, you're hurting <laughs> Back us. Back in my in day. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I've been making videos well, for a long time. You guys could have been watching them. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, wait, you, guys, you guys have... Oh, go ahead, Rogue. Whose coattail am I supposed to be hanging on to? Am I Steve, <laughs> Steve or Luke or... I don't know. Who am I hanging on to here? Definitely Steve. Make me famous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I think I'm in, in the same boat as you guys. Mostly kind of that little bearish for now. I think the only thing that could turn that around, I think Sugar Mom was saying large guilds coming in, but I don't know if there's enough movement, enough demand. Maybe if they can, can make those connections and that happens. I think too, also the SPS play to earn after the airdrop is over, after you, like you said, Rogue. Depending on how much you actually earn in SPS, I don't know, obviously, what those factors are going to be like. It's probably going to depend on how much SPS you already have staked. But if there's enough motivation where, you know, you're ranked play and all that, you're earning that SPS and it feels more valuable because yeah. you're stacking that and DEC at the same time, then we might see more of that, like, back to, okay, rank play actually feels worth it again. But until that happens, I think it's mostly going to be players like us who are already trying to be competitive in tournaments, things like that. Maybe we draw in some new players who want that aspect of the game. But I think for a long time, especially until that land comes out, SPS play to earn, I don't think we're going to see a lot of those casual player growths. Which, again, as I said earlier, a bummer in one sense, but also for me, I'm like, well, this is my time to shine. I want to be, you know, Steve here playing three years ago, getting, I don't know, what was it like? half a cent cards feeling like it was worth nothing probably at the time for a really long time right and now you're sitting on the oh, other side of that I, i've been running three accounts and selling no cards for a long time right so. but i mean how many years how many years did you play and you're like well i'm making like a half a cent a day or something ridiculous where it doesn't feel like meaningful at all i, mean, I never must have been years, i never right? had that yeah because you were playing the game but no it wasn't just that it's I'd never got money from a game, right? Like my whole yeah, life, so I, I put yeah. money into Magic. I put money I into Versus. I put money into those other things. Uh, I, the, the only counter I could say would be poker, but that wasn't, that was gambling. It's, it's completely different. Oh, it's not gambling. That's a skill game. Yeah, that's, I mean, a, that's, that's a win, win earn. That's, that's a win to earn game. I know, I know. But, but, <laughs> the original but, win to you know, earn. But it took a long, like, like eventually I got to the point where I could place in versus tournaments. I would make top eights and I'd get my money back and I'd make a little from that. But it didn't usually outpace how much I was expending on cards because I was buying an extreme amount of cards to be able to have those decks. So to play Spinnerlands and be like, wait, so... I earn money, I earn free cards, I get to blog about it, and it gave me something to blog about where I earn more money. I was like, this is 
ridiculously cool comparatively. And you have to remember, while Splinterlands cards weren't worth much, Steam was worth $3 a coin when I joined. Mm -hmm. And Splinterlands had a vote that gave you like $150. Yeah, you know, Ooh. or something. Um, to, to, in like a small vote, you know, like right now their small vote gives you like what, like 10 bucks or something? Eight, eight to ten bucks on your post. I, they, they out had of a nowhere, vote. I just got a seventy dollar vote. <laughs> yeah, not to brag, but I was like, "What? Like yeah. that's that's the highest I've seen by far." So, so... <laughs> they don't know I give away stuff, Luke. They didn't watch your early streams, huh? I don't know. <laughs> go, to, go, to, go to Steve's Telegram. <laughs> you but... want to talk about giveaways? <laughs> By the way, somebody said he wasn't a landowner here yet, right? You want to land? No. I'll give you. Man. I'll give you one if you want no one. No way. Yeah, Jim, you don't need... have land. I don't have one. I okay, I'll, get, I'll give you both the land, but I need account names. Oh my god! No. <laughs> uh, I just want to be clear on this. All right, just because you throw me a land doesn't mean I'm pissed. He's still <laughs> Bro. Yeah. Uh, Jim, I don't know. I don't know if you want to still fight Steve after that, my dude. dude. I don't know if I can accept that. I'll be like, come fight me on that land. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've, I've got a couple left that I got for free from staking. So th th those are those ones I pretty much always meant to just give away. Did you just say time out? What? <laughs> yeah, there was. I, you know, do you want me to keep telling you about the stuff yes. you missed? Because originally, old. originally when they needed people to put money into the 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 Uniswap DEC pool, since it was such a pain in the ass and so expensive, if you staked over there, you got free land when they put land out. <laughs> so I got like, I got twenty five of them for free. I have. I think six of them left or four of them left. I gave, I did give away a lot early on, like just to random people and posts and stuff. And I gave one to Luke and I sold a couple when they were worth what they got went up to like eight or $900. So I sold like three of them. Cause I was I like, mean, you have a lot of people in the chat saying if rogue doesn't take it, he'll, he'll take it. <laughs> All right. Uh, I just want to say this. That one. I just want to say this guys, the beef has been squashed. All right. Like what, <laughs> what he said in the past, that was like, it seems was... like a month ago, honestly. <laughs> it's so far. So he's allowed to call you a hoe as long as he pays you what? for it? <laughs> yeah, did you like that? <laughs> that, was, that was rogue, okay? <laughs> I did. Dude, I seriously, last podcast when I was listening to that, as soon as he said that, I paused and busted up laughing. <laughs> I was like, this it's man like, just loaded called Jim a whore. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> right. Okay. It's, Jim, it's mostly jealousy. Okay. Dwayne's never asked me to be on his show. And then every time I go over there, hey, all of a sudden your voice appears and I'm just like, what? He's there again? Don't, no. don't worry. Because as soon as I leave here, I'm going right over to Dwayne. He's yeah. screaming right now for members yeah, he's only. A, he's got a guild over there. Oh he's got gosh. everything now. Okay. This is, this is devolving very quickly. <laughs> and we are really long here. So yeah, I do no, want to say send this. I'll my is... IGN uh, <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. we are all really long here. Oh man, okay. This is honestly probably I, I dare I say it the best episode we've had so far, but I think it needs to end because it's like two hours long right now. So let's yeah. sign off. Shout out whatever you want to shout out. Steve, go ahead and go first. 
Hey guys, so I'm Stever82. You can find me both on Hive, where I do give away cards every week. <laughs> and I do also run a YouTube channel where you can find me, and I do giveaways there for 1,000 DEC every week. And I also give a giveaway for other NFT projects. I'm actually planning an interesting one for Zen Sports pretty soon because I got two of their NFTs because I won one on one of their streams. So why not okay. give that away soon? So yes, I will give things away. Uh, you know, I've gotten popular to enough to where you you don't have a for sure chance of winning, but you know, I do feel like if you make it in these kind of things, you should give back to people. So thanks for having me again, Luke. Yeah. All right, Jim, go ahead. Uh, guys, I'm Jim Morgan, H and H hobbies and happiness is my, uh, main squeeze. I guess you could say it's a YouTube channel all about tabletop gaming, which I can't wait until that board game. Those plushies as well. <laughs> Whatever minis they come out with, I'm ready. Talk to me, aggro. Call me Nate, whoever. <laughs> land, land 2025, but plushies next month. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And last but not least, Rogue, go ahead and shout out what you want to. Yeah, so uh, that's Stever82. He has a YouTube channel and, and, and a PT, and he gives away a lot of stuff. Uh, so make sure you go follow him go and follow give Steve. him lots of love <laughs> because, damn. <laughs> Just oh working gosh. this land off. <laughs> okay, is that it? Okay, yeah, no, cool. seriously. Yeah, yeah go follow okay, him. Right. All right, sounds around. good. Well, everyone, thanks so much for watching. This was an amazing podcast. And again, if you're listening on a podcast platform, go ahead and give it a good old thumbs up or whatever, five-star rating. I don't know, what, or if two-star, whatever you want. I don't care. But uh, thank you guys for being here. Much love. Steve, Rogue, Jim, thank you for being here as well. And we'll see you guys you. next time. Take care.